We've made it to episode six. This is crazy. I know. I didn't think we would get this far. You didn't? I mean, yes, I did. I, I just, just wanted to say something dramatic. I just wasn't sure how long it would take. To get to episode six? Yeah. Well, I've, I've been better. Don't you agree? No, we've been much better. I'm yeah. very proud of us. Because before, I was just like, in my own head. And now it's just like, meh. I have nothing to lose. Might as well. Yeah, just keep going. <laughs> yeah, keep, just keep going. Because if you don't, then someone else better than you will pop up. <laughs> Exactly. This is a good life lesson. Oh, do you want to talk? Let's talk about what we were went to last week. Where, you Where both did we went? go? To Waikiki. Oh my gosh! Yes. Oh <laughs> my goodness! I met Elena and um, from Broad City and yeah. Phoebe from Two Dope Queens. I didn't, but she did. I was waiting outside. Um, I was starstruck. I I usually don't get starstruck with like. Like like singers or like well, who else actresses. have you met? I met Aaron Carter when I was like in grade three or something. I don't even know this story. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> oh, it's just Aaron Carter, even though I loved him. Um, but no, I was freaking out with Phoebe and Alana because because I literally want to be them, right? So it's just yeah. like you looking in a mirror like ten years from now. That's mm-hmm. like who I want to be. So I was like, what do I have to say to like, what can I say to them that makes it seem like I love them, but I don't love them too much? Oh, my if God. That well, makes sense. they know you love them because you paid to see them. You I paid know. to meet them. I paid to meet them. I paid to see them. Totally worth it. Um, I was actually surprised at how much they talked about their partners, though, in their set. Well, Alana's married, so she's probably really cool. With I that, don't want to but... spoil it if you guys are going to see her. Or well, see them at if some you point. Go to the states to see them. Yeah, but yeah, they both had the show was basically like they came out. They came out together and then they introduced, like not introduced, but they just had like a little both together on stage to hype us up. And then the first person that went was Lana. She had her whole comedy com- comedy comedy set. Yeah. I'm like I don't, can't speak right now. But the funny thing is, I didn't like I knew like not all comedy writers can do stand up. That's a thing. That's so true. I didn't know. I didn't know she would be so good at stand up. Like, like I had no idea. I don't think Judd Apatow does he do stand up? I because think he has. I feel like he'd be weird on a stage or something. I think reason. he has back in the day. But not all. Not all comedy writers like like to even be seen. Like there's a lot of writers for like TV shows that like to stay behind the scenes. But yeah. she was so good on stage. Like I like. I, I love was her. Amazed. Her set was so good. Her jokes were so good. I know. And she mentioned the Diva Cup, and I, I literally screamed because you know I'm. I like, thought <laughs> about you when she said that. I was like Paula. <laughs> it's like a favorite thing in the world. But yeah, no. She, well, obviously, Phoebe was great because she literally tours non-stop like every day all like day. she knows the stage she knows yeah, she knows the audience she knows that life she's amazing at it but also i was her a, jokes i were, was also were, like a huge dork when i met her because i was like oh i went to i traveled to boston to see you and like i tweet at you to come to canada all the time and now yeah. you're here and i was just like kenzie didn't want me to tell her that we have a podcast inspired by two dope queens like obviously it's inspired by a million things but two dope queens was like one of the main things mm-hmm. and i was gonna tell her that and kenzie was like no don't be embarrassing don't tell her but while i was up there i was like fuck it i'm gonna tell her why not why not right because if someone told me that i inspired them to do something i'd be like wow that is so nice that is so I feel sweet like out of all the things you could tell them that's not on the list of embarrassing things i know i told <laughs> like, her what? i was 
like, oh, Phoebe, um, my one of my best friends is here also, but she couldn't get a meet and greet. But I just wanted to tell you that we created a podcast slash live show because of you and Jessica and Two Dope Queens because we love what you do and nothing like that exists here. So we just had our first show in August and it was amazing. It was the most like the proudest moment of my life. And she's like, what's the name of your podcast? And I was like, shut up. Nobody cares. And she was like, she laughed. She was like, that's such a good name. And then she called uh, Alana over and she's like, guess what her podcast is called? And then Alana was like, what? And she was like, shut up. Nobody cares. And then they were like, (laughs) and she's like, I'm going to like, I'm going to totally like go listen to it. And I was like, yeah, it's on iTunes. (laughs) I wonder if she has while she's on tour. I tagged her on Instagram and, you know, gave her that little nudge, nudge reminder. So hopefully she actually looked at it. But yeah, it was an amazing night. It was really good. It was a good show. Literally goals. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, one of the main things on this podcast, well, one of the things I like really wanted to touch upon on this podcast is like trying new things. And like we've done a ton of new things. We started a podcast. We start. We had a live show. We hosted a live show with Mm -hmm. no hosting background experience at all. And one of the things I want to do paula knows this is stand up yeah which you haven't done yet which i haven't done yet that was like the 2017 thing and today <laughs> is november 14th that's yeah, all i have to it's say it's almost 2018 but um the the lucky thing is we're gonna take you on those journeys with us so as we you know think of the things we want to do and want to try we're just gonna take you guys along on the journey because literally I don't know why we're so afraid because it's the name of our podcast. Shut up. Nobody freaking cares. Yeah. So it's, I'm excited. <clears throat> but I also think you haven't done it because you have to like sit down and write. And prepare. And yeah. Prepare. You can't just like, like for me, like I really wanted to try improv, which I did, but I didn't have to prepare anything. I just went. Like, yeah. You actually have to like, you would have to sit down. But I guess, you know what? Like, like Second City and stuff, they have, well, actually, much by Second City, but like they have places that like classes that help you home you're like your stand-up set like beginner classes and stuff i i thought about this a lot actually because i'm like did jerry seinfeld go to a freaking class i don't think so a lot of those guys back in the day didn't but i feel like <coughs> also back in the day like there first of all there wasn't many people who wanted to do stand-up i know <laughs> but i feel like if i want to do it i should jump in and take it old school and and like get my jokes up there and just do it because yeah, I, you can just wait because i feel like what would this class teach me that i i haven't been observing from people on youtube and on netflix and all that because i feel like people who are like ah, i feel so bad for people who have taken classes no offense to you guys it's just not for me but for me personally it just feels too try hard like if i the wanted thing, to do it i should just the only thing i feel like but i feel like it it wouldn't be so much making you write your jokes i feel like it would help you like not well i'm saying this is necessary i'm just saying in general like what like what they might tell you is like for example how to like package your joke so it's like it has a beginning middle and end and how to create a set for how to create a set and how to like because i i was i was watching where did i find this something with sarah silverman in it it was an interview i think it was an interview or something like that and like she was talking about her style Mm -hmm. of her style and like 
or and like how often she says a joke and how often she has a punchline mm-hmm. she times it in her head specifically when yeah and it's like that kind of stuff i feel like is different for every single comedian so i feel like that kind of which you don't think about because you're just watching them on, mm-hmm. on stage but when she was talking about how like no i do this i do this every every this minute and i do this i'm like shit like <laughs> i, I have no thought idea. about it because i watch a lot of chelsea handler and she yeah, you takes do. her niece I don't to do stand-up lessons and there's like literally a formula like a basic formula and then it's one of those things how old's your niece her niece is like preteen, like probably like 13 she's hilarious though oh really um, yeah like they, a like jalapetas kid yeah they teach her how to <laughs> like make a formula because like stand-up is is kind of like storytelling but like yeah. you can set it up in a way like it's a math equation you say this plus this equals laughter yeah so it was interesting to see that so i feel like maybe i should go to a class just, it just to might, learn that it, it just might change your mindset I when know. it comes to doing it but i mean you don't have to i'm just saying it could, te- yeah. it could teach you that like the way your brain should work yeah while you're doing it you because know? it's kind of it's kind of interesting because you also have to be quick on your feet in case you bomb so you can like pull something else out of a hat to kind of save yourself this this is like i really don't want to psych you out or anything like that but like the thing is with with comedy it's like you will always bomb like though i know even if you're the 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 best you will have times where you are absolute shit and you bomb and that is like the scary part only because like i just wouldn't know how to handle it like i just i can't imagine just continuing my set yeah and just like staying up on stage Mm -hmm. knowing you're bombing which is like it's fine that i don't like i don't i'm not scared of that it's just the idea that you have to finish your set that you have to be up there and just like and hecklers are a real thing and just take the l like i don't know if i don't know if people handle that i think but it makes you stronger yeah i think (laughs) i think i would i don't know i just want to try it because i feel like i think you should i feel like naturally i'm able to tell stories maybe to like a group of friends i always imagine how it would be like on a stage for doing stand-up um but yeah i should just i should just try it you should because i've been thinking about it for a long time and they have like what's it called open mic nights and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like yeah it's not even like you're gonna be going against like massive people one of my friends who's like kind of like an amateur comedian does shows every monday night and monday nights are probably like really chill crowds probably i would imagine mm-hmm. so i'd probably try that um but there's one girl i used to read her blog um she had a she had a tinder blog where she would go like a on a tinder date a week or a day and she was also a, a canadian stand-up comedian and she lives off that and i always wondered no like offense how? like how because it's not like she was doing like TV or movies. She was literally just doing stand up. So it confused me a little bit. But I feel like she well, it depends how much how much you're getting paid. Like, yeah. Basically, like for I like help plan events for my job and we booked a comedian for our holiday party. And well, I hope no one listens to this because it's supposed to be a surprise. But anyways, and like they can cost like a decent I'm amount. I'm pretty of- sure some of your coworkers. No, well, the this. only person I know for <laughs> sure is the one who I'm like, she's kind of my boss. I help, I plan, I'm helping her plan it. So it's yeah. fine. But anyways, they can, like, they, they can cost a decent amount of money just for like one single gig. So I can imagine if you do like several a week or if you do like a handful a week, that could be a good, like, good money. Good money. Yeah. That's true. I, I would, personally just be worried that people have seen me before and i'm using the same set that i've used yeah that's the yeah what's well, again that's the hard part of any art technically i know like you can't <laughs> repeating yourself yeah but like you're not gonna laugh again at least when you watch a movie it's like i guess maybe you will laugh again i don't know well, it depends that's why some comedians put out movies of their set 
because people people who have seen it still watch it again. I've yeah, watched that's true. I've watched comedy sets over again before that have. I know me. my inspiration is Hasan Minaj. Like I would love to have a Netflix special that looks exactly like his. <laughs> yeah, his was good. I liked his a lot. I love the multimedia elements. Like he had his screen and all those things that popped up behind him. Yeah, that's the dream. That's my goals as well i have a lot of goals that i want to and a lot of people i want to be but yeah so we'll try that because there's also a lot of things that you guys will be i guess on the ride with with us like this episode we actually get to talk about money because remember before we tried to talk about money and we're like shit we don't know anything we have we can't tell you anything about money like i know like a little bit more than nothing but I wouldn't say I know, like, a crazy amount at this point. I kind of, it's weird, because I kind of, at this point, I kind of know what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And, like, what I should be doing to learn more, a.k.a. seeing a financial advisor. And it's just a matter of, like, finally taking the steps to do it. But, yeah. It's it's funny, because I was talking to someone someone recently, and they were saying that, like, well, first of all, they're, like much older than me not much older I'd say like maybe five several years older than me and like they are also just they're just as lost as as I am because they just like just have it just never pay attention never figured it out never learned and her and her husband are just they're both lost right now and they're trying to figure out now so I'm like shit at least I'm doing this like ASAP yeah so paula actually reached out to a financial advisor and one of the things she says is start young so start as soon as you can start as soon as but you realize not, you haven't it's started not our fault though because a lot of the times i learned this from another podcast called bad with money which i recommend because it's really interesting but a lot of the times the way we think about money and how we handle money it comes from our parents and uh, like our habits with money and stuff like that and how we view money so a lot of times we don't we don't start young because no one told us to start. No one told me to start. Like literally, no one told me anything. Yeah. So well, it's not always our. My point is, it's not always our fault. Like I wasn't saying it was anyone's fault. I know. I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying start when you realize you haven't started yet. So start now. But basically, we talked to Alaha, and she was really sweet and told us, and told us everything we ever wanted to know from from anybody actually actually <laughs> well yeah the general the general side i would have loved to like gone into and been like oh it's like what i do with this and what i do with this but we had to keep it i didn't want it wasn't my own personal meeting so <laughs> hello hi this is paula hi how are you this is Alaha. hi i'm good how are you good thank you Thanks for taking the time to, to talk to us. I really appreciate it. No problem. Hi, let me take this opportunity to introduce myself as well. I'm Paula's, I guess, co-host, co-host Annie. <laughs> Hi. You know what's crazy? I think you're the only one who has been willing to talk to us about this stuff. Oh. Yeah, I messaged a bunch of people, and like you're the only one who seemed excited to do it. So <laughs> that's yeah. why I'm like, thanks yeah, so much. Yeah, I'm all about 
talking about money and helping young people. So, <laughs> and we specifically wanted to speak, to, you know, woman to woman because we know yeah. they're like. Personally, I know a lot of financial advisors who are men, and Paula even has family members who are financial advisors, but they're also all men. So it was oh. difficult to find another woman to speak to. Yeah. So we were so yeah. excited when we found you, basically. Yeah, it's very male dominant. Yeah, I was looking. Yeah. I was looking throughout Toronto for different financial advisors to like reach out to, and there were mm-hmm. so many white men. And I was like, this is not. <laughs> this is not what I'm looking for. So, um. So yeah, I have a. Yep, we each have. I guess a couple questions. Yeah, they're yeah. probably intermixed with each other. But yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I didn't know that, but I guess you just said that you like you're really interested in talking to like to young people. Yeah. Um. Why do yeah. you like? Why do you find that so important? Uh, because I've been working in the financial industry for a very long time, and I find that being in university myself, um. I feel like young people have no idea what they're doing with their money and they're our like future generation. So it's important for them to know. I have people come up to me. They're like, is Visa free money? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's there to help you build your credit. So I feel like it's really important, especially with the Canadian statistics that Canadians are spending more than they're making. So for every dollar we make, we're spending a dollar 75. Um, so I think it's really important for young people to know how to invest, how to save their money, because uh, as the baby boomers are retiring, we're getting more in debt. Canada doesn't have enough pension to support them. So we have to step up our game and start saving and stop spending. So that's why even during university, I don't know if you went through my LinkedIn profile, I had a club. Uh, that welcomes students to go over their finances, teach them about different accounts that they can benefit from, help them with their student loans. Um, so yeah, I was always been passionate to teach people. Yeah, finances. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm I'm just curious to know like what answer or like what you found the reasons why young people are so clueless. Like why don't we know anything? I guess we are. We are, I would say, like the commercial, the um, retail, the retail area has been taking over. So all the products, all the goods, the new iPhones mm-hmm. coming up every year. Uh, I feel like we're not paying attention. I feel like this generation is like whatever's happening right now, live it for today. Uh, they're not looking at the future because I guess our parents are getting CPP pensions and OAS. And I felt like, oh, we're going to be in the same round. We're going to be okay in the future. Uh, But they don't know what's coming for us. And I think it's really important for them to find out and utilize what they have right now and start saving at a young age because if we're young and we're starting and we're saving $50 a month, you don't feel it as much as when you're 40 years old and now save $1,000 a month, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was raised like that to start saving at a very... I started saving when I was 16 years old. Um, and I felt like a lot of my co-workers, colleagues, and classmates didn't share the same values. So it was my goal to always teach them, start saving young. Yeah, I wish I wish someone told me that. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you're telling us everything that nobody has ever told us throughout our education. It's funny because when I, was, when I first had a job... 
um, like I just heard it through other adults saying you should save your money, but no one ever explained to me like why, like what am I saving for when I was younger, when I was 16 or 17, no one told me like what, what, what I'm saving for. I guess it was, it was just yeah. something I'm supposed to do. So that's why I guess when I got older, I never took it seriously till literally right now. Cause like, I wasn't thinking about different investments or di- anything like that. What to do with my money. So yeah. It's just cause you like, you're not aware of it yourself. It's not that you don't want to save. I feel like a lot of us were not aware of it. I mean, and that's my job when I come in as a financial advisor for you the different tools that you can, how a $50 a month goes a long way, which that's like nothing. If you were to put it in a biweekly basis, that's less than $15 per week. Yeah. And everybody for that nowadays, that's like a lunch or a day, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you were to amortize that in a 25 years term, that is almost half a million dollars that not a lot of people can put it in that big picture, right? So that's my goal to make everybody aware. Yeah. Um, I, well, I guess because the industry is so male dominated, do you... Um do you find it like I don't know I just know like traditionally like it's the men take care of the money and the women just close their eyes and don't think about it do you so do you kind of make it a point to also give women that I guess independence when it comes to finances yeah for sure I mean I always I always told to be independent don't depend on other people right (laughs) so I mean, we are trying to live in an equal society. So if everything else is equal, why not having the equal knowledge, right? So why men always have to care, take care of the finances? Why can't we educate ourselves to take care of our finances, right? So. Yeah. Do you have any questions? No, I think we like about covered everything. I just think it's it was so cool that you had you started a club to promote I guess financial education because there's there's absolutely like zero resources in my mind for for anything like that even right now like as some like I'm 25 now but I'm I've been trying to like gather information to figure out my finances lately and it's really hard to find a lot of resources within the city that yeah. are that are geared at least geared towards women or geared towards young people because I find when I look when I look to these financial resources there are a lot of like they're old people and they kind of like you know they want to help out other established people so it's kind of intimidating in that way too so yeah and it shouldn't be about that right um, I mean what's the great thing about Scorchbang and why I like working at Scorchbang because they believe in young talent um, and younger generation. Uh, so that's why I like working with them because they believe in growing the younger generation because they are our future and eventually they are our economy. Um, so it is important for younger generation to learn about their finances and I would say get their shit together. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to get my shit together. Um, yeah, so both Paul and I are basically recent grads and with being recent grads, we have things like school debt and other kinds of debt, I guess. Um, one thing I would ask is, do you think we should save or pay debt as we, you know, get the, get that money from our from our current jobs? So I would say do both. Paying your debt is really important because you are going to be paying high interest on it, but also save. 
I mean, like I said, you are going to be buying a lunch outside for a day or two days a week instead of doing that. Put that money as little as $50 or $25 biweekly towards a savings account because that's for your emergency funds, right? Mm -hmm. If anything were to happen, you don't want to go back towards your line of credit. You don't want to go towards your Visa card because Visa card interest rate is 23%. Um, So you don't want to rely on those products for your emergency purposes. Yes, pay off your debt, but on top of it, save little. You don't have to save like a big amount. Your primary goal should be to pay off your existing debt, but at least put a little bit aside mm-hmm. just in case if there's an emergency, you're not going back to, because it's going to be a cycle. I'm working on, working towards paying my debt off, debt off. Oh, something happened, so I'm going to max out my credit card. I'm going to again work to pay my debt off data. Oh, something else happened, so I'm going to max out my line of credit. Yeah. It's going to be never-ending process, right? actually sounds like a nightmare <laughs> you know what's even scary though i have friends who are in that situation where they will dip into like a line of credit and it's kind of scary for me just looking at them do that yeah yeah so you don't want to fall into that cycle right so your cycle is to pay off your debt if anything were to happen great i have my savings to pay it off again continue paying <laughs> my debt off oh something happens great i have my savings to take care of it right so you're not using your debt as the time goes by you're building your wealth and pay out and paying off your debt at the same time right so yeah both should be your focus so i just have one last question i guess to wrap it all up yeah um because there's there's so many well i've been like reading a lot and researching a lot online there's so many resources online i just wanted to hear like from your opinion like why it's important to sit down with a financial advisor as opposed to just scanning the internet forever. And I guess trying to figure it out on your own. own, Yeah. Well, you just answered your question. You want to spend your life forever searching? (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Are you like going to somebody who already know the answers and I will pick up the right solutions for you. Right? Like I will give you an example when you wanted to, let's say, um, buy a dress for yourself right so you have the option to go to somebody and he would look at you and be like this is the type of dress that would suit your body type and it will look good on you or you want to go to every single store and try different dresses or even purchase one or two dresses to see which one fits you well not only you're wasting your time you're wasting your money and your energy right versus just going to the right person be like this is the right dress for you and this fits you great So that's what a financial advisor does. You could, I mean, I want people to educate yourself and know what product they're in, but I don't want them searching for the right product. I mean, my goal is as a financial advisor, when a client comes to me, I will educate you about a product. I will tell you what's right for you. You have the authority or the, if you want to go research about it, learn more about it, you can do so. But at the end of the day, you're making the decision. Yeah. Right. But I will tell you this. These are the products out there instead of you searching for it, because when it comes to finance, especially in Canada, you could have it in a very simple way or a very complex way. Yeah. So it's our job there to uh, make it uh, easier for you, like diagnosing yourself. Okay, I have a cough. You have the option to search that cough online where it come will at the end it will make you hate your life versus if you go to a doctor be like, Oh, it's a simple cold. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah, it's just a sim, right? So you have that's what the 
financial advisor. There's good financial advisors. There are bad financial advisors, right? But I think that's a scary part as yeah. well. Like I think I think people are just intimidated. But clearly, after speaking to you, there's not really that much to to be intimidated about. You're here to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, sure. when you find when you find a good one, I guess sometimes maybe for me, it's just like. I'm just I wonder if they're like they they always know that if they always have my best interests at heart sometimes because I know sometimes I've been told that sometimes they could just I don't know like always want you just want the bank to keep your money so they just like Mm -hmm. they don't really think about ways that are like really trying to help you beneficial for you which I know isn't always the case I'm just saying like I've just horror stories yeah everybody always remembers the horror stories they could just be the bad side but yeah and and I mean my suggestion because a lot of customers come to me with that kind of experience and one with that kind of baggage right but I always tell them I'm like experience it yourself don't let other people tell you based on their experience especially like yourself if something bad were to happen you will always remember that something bad but you will never Mm-hmm. Remember something good. It's human nature, right? Um, and always, of course, if I am going to tell you buy this product or get this product, I don't want you to just trust me. I would like you to do your research, ask your question, ask the right question, right? Yeah. A lot of times, people they don't know. They don't know what questions to ask. But you don't. If you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to make decisions right away, right? You can do your research. Okay, leave it up to me, and I'm gonna do because it's finance. And I feel it, it's very important, and especially humans who are so sensitive to our money. Mm-hmm. It connects, it's emotion, it's an emotional thing for us, right? Yeah, um, so you don't have to make decisions right away, do your research, um, and always listen to an ex- expert first. Because, like I said, you, you can't be doing everything online yourself, right? <laughs> um, listen to what they can offer. Um, and if you feel like it is beneficial with the facts and the things that they've given it to you, you have asked the right question. Um, and don't do it on your own. Because <laughs> trust me, it's not easy. If you don't know, especially when it comes to finances, like I said, there's so many little things uh, that could help you or vice versa. It's very important to listen to somebody that they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of us have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for speaking with us. So yeah, that was actually a really good call. She gave us a lot of advice. Yeah, much needed advice. And I hope you guys go out and do something about that and find a financial advisor not that i have one yet but i'm just saying but this is only the beginning um honestly if you guys have anything that you know is shaking your soul and you want answers to maybe drop us a line maybe we can help you we well maybe we can't i know we can't we help you can't but I we mean, can find someone that may be able to help you yeah for sure but one thing i, I like that she did say was that like how money is really emotional and it is very, oh, yeah. very emotional, and it causes a lot of stress. But she also it causes happiness. It causes yeah, sadness. Literally cried over it all the time. But Every like, emotion. But she also, like, I don't know. She makes you feel made me feel more hopeful. I guess in a way. Yeah. Um, 
it, there's one thing that my dad used to say to me all the time. I don't know if I said this to you or Abby, but it was basically like, always have some money in your pocket. And I'd be like, okay, why? Like, he basically means, like, save your money. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, why? And he's like, you don't want to be that person who, when the ice cream truck comes, can't get any ice cream because you don't have any money in your pocket. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, do you want to be that loser that stands and watches everybody else eat ice cream and you're left there sad? And I was always like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he's always been like, he he always used like weird analogies like that to get me to save because he'd be like, you don't want to be that one loser who has no money and can't eat ice cream with everybody else. Yeah, or even the whole high show income. Yeah. Like it's kind of like, but that's, but a lot of people are like that too. Like, Mm -hmm. what's it called when, when you're house poor? Or like, like oh, for right. example, like, uh, like, well, house poor is just the one term, but there's, I guess there's other terms for it. But like when you have like a nice watch mm-hmm. or a nice car, yeah. but like you can't pay your bills. Car is a big one. Cause you see yeah. people with like <clears throat> nothing and then they have a really nice car and it's like, oh yeah, all their money went into that car. Exactly. Makes sense. But it's also, I was talking to my friend about this the other day and I was also like, like when I see people my, around my age, like buying houses and whatnot, like part of me, part of my brain is like, I'll never be able to do that. But then part of me is like, oh, you know what? They're probably just really good with their money. Like, that's how they made it happen. Because part of me is like, I don't make enough money. Like, I'll never be able to achieve that because I don't make enough money. But mm-hmm. then I think about it and I'm like, that person's actually like smart. Like, they just made it work. And then, like, I'm trying to get out of that mindset where, like, things aren't attainable for me. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah. I Yeah, there's that side. And then there's also that <clears throat> things don't always seem as they are kind of side yeah because i know people again this is the whole high show low income thing people who seem like they have it going on and have a lot of money you don't see what's happening behind the scenes there's people that like again take out a line of credit to afford all these things or look flat on instagram but actually i have nothing i'm listening from a lot of different podcasts and blogs Mm -hmm. so like the people that you see on instagram a lot of them like that doesn't mean they have money just because they have a lot of followers and i try to remind myself of that because like you do, I do get in the whole room like jealous, wanting to buy a house or travel. And I'm just like, this probably like this doesn't really mean anything just because I see see what they're posting. No, it means absolutely nothing. Because at the end of the day, we don't know what goes on <clears throat> behind the scenes in their bank account, in their wallet. Yeah, and like who knows? They probably worked. They probably could have worked really hard. Like I'm just hating, and they probably worked really hard, and they probably invested their money. There's two sides they, of a coin, honey. Yeah, so. I just need to focus on myself and basically get my shit together is the moral of the story. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's the moral of life. Literally. Focus on your own shit. Yeah. But it's just so fun to see what everybody else is doing. It is fun. I know. But it's also like the goals kind of thing, too. It just makes you it makes me want to achieve those things, too. You know, while we have Abby here, she's kind of like one of our most responsible friends. And one day she wants to move out and live in her own house. Come over here, Abby. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> to get dragged in hello okay so what are your do you have any future plans like how are you going to own that house how are you going to get there uh, and you want to move out before you're 30 yeah i hope so 30 is 30 man i'm turning 25 in december and that's already like i'm already distraught living with my parents still um but i tell paula this all the time i go to the banks and then paula tells me that sometimes that's not the best thing because banks want you to keep their money with you and they don't always advise you properly so i am gonna but talk there are to, good people out there yeah and i've talked to different people at different like banks. yeah you try different people yeah 
I've tried different people and I've gone to like younger people too who kind of know the struggle. So that's a little bit better. I feel like they did know. You, did you like younger people better? Well, he was a boy and then he asked me out after. So it was uh, nice. He had, but did he help you? He had ill intentions. But did he help you? He, uh, yeah, he made me open my first RRSP. Yeah, because I find old people just want to help old people. To, like, those, you know to I mean? those who are just hearing that for the first time, explain what that is. An RRSP? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it stands for. It's just for your retirement. Reti- re- oh, retirement savings plan. But I don't know what the first R stands for. Yeah, no, I mean Because it's neither. two R's, right? All I know is that it's for your retirement. Yeah, it's for your retirement. So you put money aside and you can't take that money out because it's not... Uh, you don't get taxed on it until you take it out. So you're only allowed to take that money um, and it, you won't get taxed on it as long as you're taking it out for retirement or for your first house. So I like yeah. that I have that savings plan because I legit can't take it out unless I'm putting down for my first house. So I have that and then I have a tax-free savings account, which is always just nice to have. Yeah, most people know about that one because mm-hmm. the bank likes to shove that down your throat to open Yeah, it. and <laughs> then... I have another one. Um, I think that one's just a high interest savings account. Yeah. But that one is with an online bank with Canadian Tire. I was telling someone this the other day. <laughs> yeah. And they were just like, Canadian Tire has a bank? And yeah, I'm like, wait, my friend okay, found it. I just you. took that in right now. That yeah, you said it's, Canadian it's Tire. It's Canadian bank. Tire. And the reason I found it was because their high interest savings account is actually the highest interest in all of Canada. Wow. And there's no monthly fees or anything like that, no minimum. So I do that and it's perfect because it's separate from my other banking account. So I told Paula this like yesterday. I didn't realize that I put money away in it. And so when I looked at it randomly yesterday, I was so surprised that there was money in it. And it's <laughs> yeah. been collecting interest and I haven't used it because I forgot about it. So Honestly, is that going towards your house fund? Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like we're 25 now. There was a solid like four years. I'm 23. I didn't just say. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know like what interest. Like I didn't understand the idea of interest for like majority of our friendship. <laughs> like I just didn't get it. I thought I tried to teach you. You this. tried to teach me this, and I just like well like, interest. Whatever. Interest. I was just, I was just like whatever. Card. But now I get it. Interest on your credit card is bad. It's bad. But then interest on your savings and your savings account it's is good because yes. it helps you grow. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I learned this now. I, I learned this recently, it's but I'm just saying, like, if you asked me when I like when I was 20 to explain what interest was, I would literally have no You'd idea. You'd be like, ask me again. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> tomorrow. I don't know, man. Like, this is just money that I have. Like, I would not understand. But now I know. Now I'm learning things. You know, which is great because <laughs> the basics. I get, I get to learn it with you. <laughs> the basics. They should teach it in school. Okay, so that was. Um, some words of wisdom from our, one of our wisest friends because <laughs> i know if i asked someone else they'd be like in the same boat as you and me so oh yeah we, i know we, we you and i can name a lot of people who have no idea yeah even worse than us <laughs> which is crazy and scary it's very scary it's scary like because pray for us it's scary because like our generation is supposed to somehow hold up the economy <laughs> it's like that's funny you know who's gonna hold up the damn economy economy <laughs> economy people my brother's age because they're the ones who are learning from our mistakes if we teach them and also i don't think i tell my mother this every day i'm like your generation literally screwed us literally screwed all of us so why why do you think that we're not going to screw the other generation because because we know now we know what from what our parents did wrong we're going to take that and pass on 
the the not the not foolish advices to our children like going to school sometimes you don't have to go to school do what you want okay i'm not gonna say that but you know what i mean yeah we're just all about the options i think because after i graduated university i was like do you think i'm gonna get a job like right away and and they were like yeah who said that my parents all parents almost all parents think after you graduate you're gonna have a job and then as time passed and they saw the struggle of like applying and you know just foolishness with other people that that were that was like out of my control they were like oh it's harder than it is i was like duh this whole time it was hard you only realize now well that's what happens when it comes to like fob parents too like they because they came here because they want all of that to work out so well for you that's why they came here so it's just different they just think that it's gonna happen like so perfectly when it's actually extremely hard but they don't know that yeah nobody knows that people back home still think like we're rich because simply just because we're here but then they realize they're like oh you actually work really hard to make so little and i'm like yeah because we have more things to spend like to To spend spend on and pay for to spend money on constantly spending money on things every second i'm awake <laughs> yeah, so and, and it's like we owe money. We don't have money. We all owe money. Yeah, it's money I don't even fucking have. But anyways, guess what? What? It's our last speaker from the event. Oh yeah, I was it's like, kind wait, of, what are we doing? It's kind next? of bittersweet because now you guys won't have anything special at the end of the episodes until we have another show. Until we have a next show, which we will be having another show, by the way. But until then, you guys are really gonna love Kevin. Um, I actually. It's so funny because I never knew Kevin. I met Kevin because of Paula, but Paula didn't even really know him that well. But you knew him from high school, right? Yeah. No, we weren't like close or anything, but. Yeah, because um, it's crazy because he always popped up on my social media because he he's always making viral videos. I don't know why this guy doesn't have a YouTube channel, but he's a singer. He's a filmmaker. He he's just like overall talented guy so humble too it's like crazy but he came to the show and showed two films but also gave a little talk along with it and here it is he gave some good dialogue around Mm -hmm. it so even if you can't actually see the videos he showed like he he said a lot so Mm -hmm. you can listen to that (laughs) so see you guys episode seven bye yeah no so my name is kevin uh um, my mom sometimes calls me Fred. I don't know why. That's my uncle's name. So apparently we're both round. So we look the same from afar. She's kind of blind, but I love her. Um, before we do anything else, can I ask, is Louise here? Louise? Are you in the bathroom right now? Scream yes if you're in the bathroom. He's probably not in the bathroom. Um, uh, Josh, uh, bef- before we do anything else, can I ask you to take a picture of me standing here? <laughs> you know? It's not for Instagram, it's for my mom. Oh yeah, your phone is the flip phone, right? <laughs> Shoot. I'll ask you to do them later because, you know, my mom doesn't believe that I'm out doing good things. And um, my mom's a Christian, you know, so every time I go out, she assumes I do the worst thing. So I told her today I'm telling a story and she's like, okay, you know, so I'm like, <laughs> She was right before coming here, I did that, so <laughs> whatever. So yeah, so my name's Kevin and I'm a filmmaker. It's funny because I have a lot of people here from my high school. Yeah! <laughs> Sorry? 
Yeah, when I didn't speak English back then. Oh my God. I've come a long way now. Yeah, I can speak. Yeah. By the way, if I stutter, because I stutter, <laughs> I told him this earlier that if I stutter, just in case I stutter, because I actually have, have a stutter, just scream remix as, as a whole body of people. That made me feel better. It's not funny, guys. It's a real illness. So I'm a filmmaker, and I've started doing that back in high school. And um, growing up, we were kind of poor. You know, is, is Fresh still here? No? I want to tell him that when I was a kid, I was so poor that I had like an Adidas, uh, Adidas um, shoe, but it had the Nike logo on it. <laughs> Chinatown. There's Louise. Okay. So get to your position. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, so, so just take a picture of me while everyone pretends they're listening. Just, you know, just, it's from my mom, you know? Okay. So just whenever you're ready, just... Yeah, yeah, I'm talking, you know. Everyone, just pretend to look in the front. Make sure I look, at my, okay. Right. Dude, quick, my abs are not holding in very nice. Yeah, quick, you good? Okay, all right. All right, so it's funny because when Anne, so I knew, uh, so I knew, uh, I knew Paula from high school. We spoke like, you know, twice, which is nice. The first time was when I saw her come out of the girls' bathroom. I'm like, hi, you know. It was a very good moment. That was my first time using the bathroom at school because I didn't really want to use the bathroom at school. But, uh, but I knew Anne from like... I'm not done yet. Annie, all right? God, let me finish. I'm telling a story here. No, so I met Annie like... Um, Anyway, uh, so when she asked me to like tell a story, I was like, what kind of story am I gonna say? Like, should I talk about my weight loss journey? But that story didn't really happen yet. So it's like, it hasn't even started yet. So it's, I know, but uh, I'm like, yeah. It's funny because my doctor told me like two months ago to like, Kev, like take your health like seriously, you know, like, um, what you call this, what she say? She's like, live your life as if tomorrow's your last day, you know? So I'm like, if tomorrow's my last day, I'm gonna get like KFC online, you know? <laughs> KFC and peanut butter. <laughs> so don't do that. It's disgusting. Um, by the way, I've also wanted to do a TED Talk in my life. So this is the next best thing. So <laughs> thank you very much for this opportunity. Yeah, no. But um, yeah, so I didn't know what, the, what story to tell. So on the way here, I was planning what to tell. You know, like um, I was in a hurry coming here in the city. I was driving, driving fast. I was kind of distracted. I was like, I almost hit a deer, dear old man. No, but he's fine. <laughs> I left a note. Um, you know, so yeah, so I'm a filmmaker, and growing up, it's like, my high school friends know my passion for film because I always made these videos, you know, in high school whenever I had a chance. And But, you know, as, as film, anyone here who's in film by any chance? That's great. Okay, so, um, you know, film is pretty expensive because not only the equipment costs a lot of money, but, you know, like, having it produced is also a lot of money. So growing up, I remember in high school, my first time wanting to actually get a camera. My mom was like, oh, it's like recession, you know. I'm like, can I get like, you know, like $30 then? It's like, recession. Can I get $5 in a recession? Can I get a hug in a recession? <laughs> She's loving though, you know, she fed me too much as evident by my facade. But um, yeah, I'm oh, sorry, give me one sec. Hello? 
I'm at a TED talk. <laughs> I'm talking about fitness. I'm talking about. Sorry, my friend. Um, he owes me money. So. Yeah, no. So, um, um, by the way, did you guys know that? Um, because I talked about weight loss. Wait, I just stuttered. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> like you guys stuttered. You know, like, yeah, no. So, uh, talking about uh, weight loss and stuff. It's funny because like. Um, did you guys know that there's a so you know Tinder and stuff right you know who doesn't do Tinder right my mom doesn't because she's married but um, I was doing Tinder and it's funny because a lot of the women that I would you know like match with you know a lot of them would admit that they're like part of this kind of like group called chubby chasers <laughs> like women who are into like huggable guys you know and it's so ro oh my, my cigarette pack I don't smoke <laughs> um, so so those women who, uh, who are chubby chasers it's funny because they say that they're into men who are chubby and it's funny because it's so wrong you know chubby chasers I don't even run why would you chase me you know <laughs> just tell me I'm yours you know I'm good but um anyway so back to filmmaking so um you know like uh um filmmaking was a passion of uh, passion of mine right after high school I actually went to OCAD for graphic design but then on the side I took a lot of film classes it's very hipster very yeah you know anyway but um but after uh fourth year of, of, of university, I started doing uh, jobs, you know, getting outsourced by um, different ad agencies, and up to now, that's what I am. I'm a, I'm a freelancer. And, um, you know, like, I, I wish Fresh was still here to really kind of, like, show him that we're, like, in the business, you know? Never mind. But, yeah, no, like, uh, I've worked on a lot of, you know, commercials, too, you know, for a BBDO, Ogilvy & Mather, a lot of different ad agencies here. Hire me for some stuff. I've done a couple of commercials. I've done a course commercial, 15-second spot on TV. Woo, we shot it in Muskoka. Um, it was really... <laughs> it was really cool. Um, I don't know why that was funny. That wasn't even a joke. Um, no, but yeah, so, um, oh, it's kind of wobbly. Just these tectonic plates. Okay, so, yeah, no, so I did a course commercial, and then I do a bunch of music videos, too. And it's funny, because, you know, like, not a lot of my clients would be kind of clean and wholesome, you know. Some of them would kind of, you know, like, I did a music video once with a bunch of girls with, you know, like, you know, like, nice hair, you know. So it's like, um... <laughs> You know, like uh, dancing and stuff like that. So my mom, being a Christian, you know, so, you know, she's very wholesome. You know, so when she saw like my videos of women dancing with a choreography, you know, it's like, she, you know, she, 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 so it's like I don't know, like she just just doesn't support my career too much at first. So, you know, she doesn't like any dirty things because she's a virgin. You know, so it's like. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I've done com uh, done commercials. I've even done graphic design for like a condom commercial, uh, co uh, Durex condoms, which was, <laughs> you know, when they say when you, you work at McDonald's and you get free fries. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, don't go to my bedroom, you know, it's really weird. I haven't cleaned it yet. No, but yeah, so, as a filmmaker, I mean, I work in a city, but I don't live in a city, you know. Um, I work at home, but I, I, I don't live in my parents' basement, you know, like I'm, you know, I live in a second floor, you know, which is really cool. I like my best friend, Egon. He's not here. Um, he, he lives in a basement, you know, I'm a loser, you know. Um, but for me, yeah, so it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's tough to like, you know, like go back and forth, but in my drives, this is my point. That's where I really think of stories to tell and stuff and, you know, like what, um, 
like, like what kind of stories I want to tell, whether it's about depression or, or a horror idea or whatever it is, right? So anyway, so uh, back to my uh, university uh, phase. Um, back in high school, I wasn't really the popular kid or like the kid who kind of knew everyone. You know, like I was kind of like the quiet kid in the corner. You know, like even in, even more so in my grade eight years. Bosco, okay, what what would I do during recess? Yeah, <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> just just hearing it back now. So during recess, I would you know like while, while everyone's like oh my god like like having fun, I'd be like in the corner drawing people and looking back now that's the creepiest thing anyone. Exactly, that's the creepiest thing everyone could ever do in life. So, but yeah, so high school and then university. People think I'm always quiet, but then I'm always envisioning things in my head to to tell a story through the medium of film. I uh, in in university one. I I didn't really party much, but there was this one crazy time, you know, like I got like two shots, you know, crazy, yeah, you know, so two shots, and then it was a wild night, you know, and then I remember waking up in my in my apartment, you know, like in my dorm room, so it was nice, you know, but then I'm like, there's like this figure next to me in my bed, I'm like, oh my god, what did I do last night, you know, because I'm a Christian, so I feel like I should not embody that, you know, like just sleeping around and stuff. So I was like, who is this woman over here, you know? So, but then when I open the sheets, it's just a big bag of chips. So <laughs> thank God, you know. I like shopping in Costco, I'm a, I'm a member. So, yeah, so, so you know what, to, to segue to what uh, I want to um, show you guys, I know that you, am, am I allowed to show like two videos? Uh, one is, <laughs> one is like uh, th four minutes. One is one five minutes. Okay, is it in the budget to like you know? <laughs> no, I'm gonna show it later. Let me let me just finish this, you know. So, um, I was driving one time. I'm not gonna go too much into detail because I feel like I've spoken too much already. But uh, there was one time I was driving in a snowstorm. And I was in a car accident. So I missed my exit to Brampton because for some reason, even if I live there, I try to subconsciously avoid Brampton. You know, so it's like, you know, so it's like, um, I, was, um, I was driving home from a video shoot to Brampton and um, uh, I missed my exit. And then Siri was like, stay on the right lane. And I'm like, okay. So I, so I stayed on the right lane. It was after a big snowstorm back in February 2013. So um, after that, uh, the, the lane became, like, all of a sudden became really snowy. Like, it was unplowed snow, and then within a matter of seconds, it turned to actually thick, like, mounds of snow. And next thing I know, my car started spinning, and then my car started, like, doing acrobats, and then it's not funny, you know. And then I almost died, essentially. So it, it hit, like, it, it, it stopped kind of like doing a cartwheel when it hit a big, those, like, light poles on the highway. So anyway, after that, I've started to develop anxiety and depression. And for me, in my head, I really want to sh like shed light on that in a way, like kind of like creatively and narratively. How do how can we portray that without being the like not to T-jerkers, you know, like those BuzzFeed videos of someone with depression or whatever, but like creatively, how can I push my standards to to tell the stories that I just want to that I just want to naturally say like horror or whatever that is, but with the notion of speaking, like opening the conversation about mental illness or whatever that is, right? So, 